Welcome hmm. back to the BB Show, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. We're here for some uh, for, for some week week 10 predictions. You know, classic prediction Thursday, but uh, I'll throw it to you. Kick off a little week nine primetime recap. We'll start with uh, Sunday night. Uh, Tennessee goes into Kansas City, takes them to overtime. What are your thoughts here? Definitely have been sleeping on the Titans. Uh, I obviously they're my pick to win the South, and the way things are going, it actually seems like that's going to happen after kind of a rocky start to the year. But this is kind of who we know them to be. If it's a low-scoring game, they'll hang in there. They'll keep it close. If it's high-scoring, they just don't have the firepower to keep in it, um, which has kind of been my thing with Derrick Henry. Is like I remember way when we started, you know, the beginning of the season, I made the comparison of, like, at certain points, Derrick Henry is like Ben Simmons because he's not usable in certain situations. That's clearly not true because Ben Simmons just stinks. Um, but Derrick Henry, <laughs> like, it, you know, it, it's it, – and, again, it's not like you can't have him in on passing downs. It's just when that's like your game plan is pounding the rock, you know, the West Coast check – they don't go deep. They don't stretch the field. That's not their MO. So, that – you know, the game itself, I guess, didn't surprise me. I thought the Chiefs would have had more of their way with the Titans' corners. I know that's been a weak spot for them all year. But overall, I, you know, t- Chiefs found a way to win like they have been all year long. The Titans still are competitive. I think both these teams are going to be playoff contenders. Um, Chiefs, obviously, way more than the Titans due to this. T- you know, their roster is loaded, but the Titans are well coached. They know who they are. And I'll, I'll give them that respect, you know. Yeah, I think that what, what what comes with such a dominant running attack is, and oftentimes people forget this, is clock clock usage, <laughs> you know, time yeah. of possession. So when Mahomes Shortens the game. gets three or four less possessions, uh, the game's going to be closer if you have a weak secondary, a weak corner. Um, and I think that's the bottom line. Um, yeah, I've definitely been sleeping on Tennessee. I am definitely not sold on Malik Willis. I I no. looked really bad at the end of the game. I, I don't think this team has what it takes to win a Super Bowl. I will still say that, but they will win the South at this point, it looks like, for lack of a better alternative for that division. But, um, yeah, I don't have much to say. If there's a recipe to beat Kansas City, it's found in the rock. And uh, to go into KC and lose by three in overtime, that's, you know, if they have Tannehill, is he healthy? Like, did he just get – a benched or is he kind of like day-to-day i don't know what's been bothering him i don't think he got benched though malik willis hasn't shown anything that you know yeah proves he starts and this yeah, team so is they have dependent. if they have Tannehill for that final you know overtime drive it's not going to look like two sacks and a fourth and 30 whatever it was that's very true yeah that was i was just kind of concerning the uh really just no awareness Adam Malik Willis, and I, I believe he was drafted out of Liberty, so like it's a very small school. It was more of you drafted the guy for talent, but uh, yeah, he clearly showed his uh, rookie in him. Yeah, that's all I can say on Sunday night. But yeah. again, Titans played really well for the circumstances, especially like you mentioned going into Kansas City. Hats off to them. They're still, I believe, five and four, so it doesn't even affect them that all that much. Um, the other primetime game, which I thought personally was going to be a bit closer, 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Well, I picked the Saints I, to I win knew the, the game. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was in New Orleans. They've been playing good. They've just blown out the Raiders. Um, I don't regret the pick, but I think the Ravens just proved that uh, they're, they're, they're on top of the division right now. You know, they're the team to be in the AFC North. I think that there's a clear – any doubts I had about the Ravens, they answered, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't know if beating the Saints, you know, answers all questions. Well, I mean, it doesn't answer the question. I'll rephrase. It doesn't answer the question of can they beat Buffalo or KC in the playoffs? But what it does is it it answers the question of are are they a top tier, top top three, top four team in AFC? And the answer is yes. They're continuing to roll. Yeah, yeah, I would say they're continuing to roll um, as as much as. I've, you know, given the Saints some praise. They're also, like, looking at the personnel and whatnot more the year goes on, especially losing Mike Thomas. His team is, like, again, it, it's good for the Ravens. And the way they did it in fashion, like, it, I agree, it solidifies them as, you know, it's they're a top team in the AFC. It's just I, I do think the Saints are going to start to uh, fall off here, if you will. I don't think they have the guys – the uh, the motivation, quite frankly, to it, it seems like they're kind of be the odd ones out in the division. Given I, I do, I know Tampa Bay is bad, but it kind of seems like they're gonna find a way to kind of keep this thing close with the Falcons. But yeah, I we'll see. see. I I really think the Saints should try and get you know their next true breeze here. I, I kind of like the Colts are in now. You, you win a couple games, you realize what you got. Now it's just kind of the race to who's going to fall to the bottom because the Texans got everybody beat by right now. But if it's my understanding, I don't know if there's any, maybe Detroit, like two win teams right now. It seems like the next like worst team is like three and something. Detroit has two wins. They have two. So like, I believe it's Texans, Detroit, but then even like as bad as like the Panthers have been like, all those teams got three wins. So um, that'll obviously transition in the segment uh, we're about to get into if you have any closing remarks. No, but, I, I think that honestly, this Saints Ravens game, I said my piece, the Ravens have um, just solidified themselves as an AFC contender. I don't know if they're a favorite, but they're a contender. Um, given, given the right situation, they could find themselves sneaking into the AFC championship and then potentially the Super Bowl like Cincinnati did last year. But uh, yeah, I think that we can pivot into this new segment. Um, it's the middle of the season. This was your idea. I kind of like it, but we're going to call it uh, dead or alive. And uh, basically we're going to name teams and discuss if they are dead or if they are alive. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very simple Pretty concept. But, yeah. But, uh, I guess I'll, I'll start you off. Um, I'll 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 start you off. Green Bay Packers. I kind of want to hear you say it. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, this is because you guys know. I, to me, it's dead. Because yeah, and I guess the other thing I can really do is put on my clown face and play devil's advocate here. Um, the reason that they could potentially still be alive is just because they have twelve on the roster. They are younger. They're really banged up. Hopefully some of those guys come back. 
They do play in a weaker division with some weak games left. They have some tough matchups as well. I think if they can get either Dallas or Philly, if they can win one of those games, and like Rodgers has done before, run the table, um, I would say in terms of like, you know, how alive are they? They're currently in the coffin with the casket door open. Um, <laughs> and it's basically on Rodgers and that offense to pull they're, them out. They're at, the, they're at the crash sites and the CPR is being performed on them um, for at Light least 45 later. seconds now. And the guy standing going like this is uh, starting to give up. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that guy uh, might have to get out the, you know, electric stim type deal. But <laughs> yeah, so is you know, as logically and you know, as they're pretty close to dead, I'm gonna stay. They're still alive. Yeah, but... I'm gonna say the Packers are dead. Aaron Jones is out yeah, this week, I think. And, um, and I'm pretty sure Rashawn Gary towards ACL. And Rashawn Gary towards yeah, ACL. I'm very so. sure. Season's over. Um, all right. How about this discussion? Tampa Bay. I actually think they're very much alive. That That's really just due I, I to the do fact too. of their division. Um, I, think it was, it was, um, I think it was Nick Wright on first take. It's going viral now, but he's so right. He, go, he says something. He's like, it's going to make me so mad when January comes around, Tom Brady gets to the playoffs at eight and nine. He has to go to Daniel Jones. Then he has to play Geno Smith. And then he's going to play Kirk cousins and he's going to go to his 11th Super Bowl. And I was like, wow. Wow. That's yeah. Highly likely. That's, that's yeah. That's a pretty good outlook. And, uh, Listen, I, I mean, it's for the reason that I basically kept the Packers alive. They are and Rodgers. I mean, Brady has been better. As much people think, oh, he's having a down year or whatever. Like, Rodgers is, like, having a down year, not only to his standards, but, like, to league standards. Like, it's just not as great. Um, interceptions have been way up. But, like, Brady has quietly been doing just fine. They keep throwing the ball 50-plus times a game. I mean, that does not show anything of slowing down, having a down year. They're still going to rely on him. And eventually, he's, if you just keep doing it, it'll just keep getting more in rhythm. It, it, it's Tom Brady. Like, we've seen this story before all the time. To write him off just kind of feels foolish. And, again, given the division standings right now, yeah, are we have to talk about it because they're below 500? For sure. But I, I think they're – Probably with most alive out of the teams we're going to talk about, quite honestly. I have to agree. I think they're alive. Um, I don't know if they're I, I'm as sold as you are because there are clear issues. It's not like they're – to me, it's not like they're coming out and losing these close games and we're just like, oh, no, you know, they're right there. They have clear issues like getting blown out by the Panthers. Like They have roster issues that I don't think need can be ignored. Um, because For Tom sure. Brady has n- always been able to run the ball in the playoffs, and that's what his – and always had a solid defense. And while the defense is average, their run game is bottom of the league. So I do have concerns. But, yes, I think their season is alive solely based off their lack of division competition. Well, right. And even going along with Nick Wright's take, like let's say he faces the Giants, gets that you know, win because they're a young team – 
say they upset Seattle, will go in there, which even then I feel like is a they won't be if they point. see Philly. I was thinking that I was like Kirk in the conference championship. If it happens, great. But again, it's prime time. Like we got to be real here. I, I do think Philly would take them now. I really do. Just the way that team is constructed. Uh, and they faced Buccaneers last year in a wild card. They already yeah. got some experience in Tampa. That team at home this year, I, I don't think, you know, lose per se. But we can uh, pivot to – we'll do a couple more of these that, that are relevant, right? Like there's no point going over like the Texans or team. teams that are like kind of on the bubble and technically the Rams are still on the bubble. Do you think they're alive in the sense like they have a real no. shot schedule? Like no, they're, they're dead. Season. They're dead. Um, they, it, they nothing's looking well for them. Nothing's right now. at least with the Buccaneers. You have oh, they showed life at the end of the of the Rams game. Ironically, yeah, one that you know and, and found a way to win, right? And they have Tom Brady. Uh, the Rams have a historically losing quarterback. I love Stafford, but let's just say it like it is. Historically, he's had a lot of losing seasons. Uh, they are have a terrible O-line, a mediocre defense, a no offensive weapons outside of one guy, um, and a head coach who's probably going to retire. They have no picks. They have no future. Um, they <laughs> went all in for the Super Bowl. They got it. And you can wonder if it's worth it. I, I would obviously say yes, but yeah, their season's dead. And especially because uh, not only for them to make the playoffs, but they have to somehow find a way to, they're not going to win the division at this point. So they'd have to find a way to get in a wild card. And to do that, they'd likely have to be second in their division. And what I'm trying to get at is they're third and the Seahawks are better than them as are the Niners. They're not even right. in the division race here. So the Seahawks and Niners are already going to occupy one of those wild card spots. Now you're asking the rest of the NFC, which is all mediocre. Um, I just, I don't see it. Hmm. I don't see the vision. Well, I guess that's my question, though, is so let's just lay it out objectively here Eagles and Cowboys, Seahawks, Niners. That's four. You got eight, or I'm sorry, Vikings. Yeah, that's you forgot, five. About the, forgot about the Giants. In the NFC East. And it's Giants, all right. So that's that's six. six. And then you got the division where the South. Yeah. So they would well, have to realistically have more wins than two of the NFC East teams. Yeah, which is this point not looking likely. And, and the they're not gonna be strong. Right. I, I don't think they even get close to leapfrogging the Niners. And the Niners are probably one of the best four and four teams, like yeah, I've seen in a while. Um Obviously, this McCaffrey trade helps that, but uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, I, I got one for you. Speaking now, now that we laid out the NFC playoff picture, this is a little, a little bit different. Um, but I'm interested to hear your spot here, Chicago Bears. Yeah, just kind of how we laid it out, they're still dead. I know we've seen like signs, but. It's just kind of like Detroit, where, like they can't win games either. As better as they've looked, we understand yeah. how bad they looked in the beginning of the season. Like they were completely dead 
before we even got to this point. It's nice seeing Fields. It's nice seeing, you know, the team improve for Bears fans. Obviously, I could care less. But, yeah, I, I'm just not the, – the wins and the the NFC, just they're not going to get a wild card spot. The Bears, the Bears still have the Eagles and the Bills on their schedule as well as Packers and Vikings and the Jets. Yeah. So, so yeah, they're not being not looking good or or Vikings. So, um, Hmm. I think I got like one more and we can transition. Yeah, I got, I got maybe one more too. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, because again, it's, it's gotta be talked about just due to the fact of, uh, you know, it's AFC. To the wild AFC. <laughs> you know, hey, hang in with me here because the records, we gotta we gotta stack up the records. It's it's are gotta be actually, said. Are you actually about to bring up the Broncos? I'm not. Okay, good. I almost did. Okay, good. I'm gonna bring up the Raiders, and here's why. Oh god. The Raiders. Oh god. As as this seems like just this team just feels sounds has done they still in terms of like teams that are below 500 i feel like have the most talented roster and all it takes is a crazy second half run they finish at a while like 10 and 7 9 and 8 grab that last spot and they're in what's their record because right now it might be two and six they actually might be the other win team. But you gotta understand here that the like the AFC, I feel like their wild card spots. I think there's gonna be like one that's I think the the like first two, because the AFC East is gonna fill out a lot of that. It it's really just depends on if the Raiders are gonna catch catch the Chargers, which we've seen the Chargers choke every year. That's pretty much why I'm even throwing this out there. We know the Broncos aren't a threat. Yeah, I'm just gonna the pump. South the is only the I'm South is only gonna say one. No, you're not. You're not. We're stopping this right now. Um, the Raiders are two and six. Uh, their last two games are a loss to the Jaguars, who also were a two-win team, and a shutout loss to the Saints, who are also a two or three-win team. Um, we can go down this road. We've both slandered Josh McDaniels enough. The Raiders. Realistically, looking at their schedule, um, they still have to play the Chiefs again. I don't know if they they always play well, but yeah. Their schedule reads like this. Colts, Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, Niners, Chiefs. I see maybe two wins on there for the Raiders. Yeah, see, and that's where you're wrong. I saw like two wins right away. Okay, maybe they can beat the Colts. Maybe. Uh, maybe I am picking the, the Raiders. Right away, and I'm picking the, the Raiders. Man. They're not That's... beating the Seahawks. They're not beating the Chargers. They're okay. I'll give you maybe the Rams, uh, Patriots. I don't think they'll beat the Patriots. Steelers, probably okay. So three or four. Like wins. they got wins there, and I'm saying That's if they three get or four wins, three or four maybe wins. Let's say it's four maybe wins. That's six wins on the season, dude. Yeah, they're six and six. So you're saying to get to. To get to seven, I'm saying nine, they would have to beat either Seattle, New England, 
San Francisco. New England is not that. Or Kansas City. Let me double check. Kansas City, I feel like they usually split. They played swap New swap New England for the Chargers. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, and even that, it's like the Chargers. That's just hoping they sneak in at seven and nine. They still have to leapfrog the Chargers in all the other weeks, while the Chargers have a two-game head start. Two games is not a whole lot. It's not a whole lot. The four they play the 49ers this week. They're about to make up a game right now this week. The Raiders are going to beat the Colts, and the Niners are going to lose to the Chargers. Or I'm sorry, the Chargers are going to lose to the Niners. And we're going to be talking about this probably two weeks from now. The Raiders because are dead. They, they're going to lose to the you Colts. You can say it, but it, like, they're going to lose to the Colts, like, and they're going to not have a head coach on Monday. You can say it. I just I read an article today, apparently inside source from the Raiders, like Josh isn't going anywhere. He's going to get at least one more year. This yeah, I mean, this is what we What's the sudden change of change of heart here regarding Josh McDaniel's future? Oh, I still here. think he stinks. Or, or and I think he's coach here. No, like, and I listen, I said he should be done after a year, but I was like, they're not, they're going to give him another year because it's, uh, it doesn't change new. the fact that he stinks and they're going. To oh, stay. no, but I'm just, I'm, you know, at one point, like the players might find a way and given they have a more easier schedule compared to the rest of the league. And again, it's dead or alive. Like we're trying to take flyers on teams that have shown the first half of the season while they stink. I mean, all the teams we talked about. The Raiders season is most definitely dead. I they're two and six. I think it's I think it's it's like the Packers. Like they're not mathematically out of it, and the coffin is open. But they literally like they have to do something now. No, they're the, the, playing it. The, the Packers are still on the crash site. The Raiders are in the morgue. From what though? Because the Packers one less win, one less win, win, and the Packers have a harder schedule. That's what I'm saying. Like the Packers are going to be. You're right. I said the Packers were dead. The Raiders are deader. I. I, (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We can move on. But it's listen. I'm not saying this team's good, and hell, they're they're probably going to be. Here, I'll say. I'll say. I'll say it like this. Like the, the Packers, odds are not in their the favor. Packers just... coffin is sitting in the grave. They're all standing around it, and they're they, nobody's put up any dirt on it yet. The Raiders have about a foot of dirt above their co- closed coffin, um, and everybody's yeah. you know kind of sad and crying. And hey, and Josh Jacobs, Devontae, they're gonna burst right on out of there. Save the Raiders season. Yeah, they're going to jump and, out, uh, and then the ghost of Josh McDaniel this. is going to grab their ankle and rip them right back into the coffin. This is That's honestly I can't believe we're even realistic about this. This is – Hey, it's worth the conversation. It's worth wow. it. There's a team in the beginning of the year. I have another, I have another AFC team um, of question to move on. They ironically beat the Raiders last week. Uh, are the Is the Jaguar season – Dead or alive. Well, they're dead in the sense that like they don't have the personnel to make up the wins. They just beat the Raiders going down 17 to 0 in the first half. But you understand this is what I'm trying to get at. The Raiders have the talent to go. Real fantasy football is not real football. I understand that, but I am watching real football. I watched them go up in Kansas City and would have got it done if it weren't for coaching. At a certain point, the coach, like Derek Carr is just going to say, screw it. At a certain point, he's just going to start going to Devontae. At a certain point, things have to go a different direction. They have the ability to because of the players. 
what are the Jags going to do differently that's going to make them all of a sudden a playoff team? Uh, the, no, we're talking about the Raiders. Math. The Raiders we're about simple mathematics here. If that window is open, they have to leapfrog the Jaguars because the Jaguars beat them head to head. If the window for a seven and nine team to get into the AFC playoffs is open, it's it would be eight and nine or so seventeen weeks. And in terms of there being like the window open per se, I don't think the Jaguars are going to gain wins. They're just going to keep losing. We're going on the sense of like if the Raiders were to make a run, they only only team I feel like we talked about. They like have the players that could like go in week to week and upset people. All these teams, we know, we know who the Jaguars are at this point. Trevor Lawrence is still Davis Mills has been a better prospect so far. That oh, can be a hot God. take, but go check check oh, the stats. My God. Check the stats. He works Dude, with less. Shut up! You can say That's it all ridiculous. you want. You can say it all you want, but I don't has even. Trevor I'm not Lawrence even shown anything. You can though. Shown anything? Pull up the receipts. Yeah, okay, I will. I will. Go check Davis Mills' career numbers right now compared to Trevor Lawrence. And then even if it's Trevor Lawrence is minusculely better, Trevor Lawrence has a lot more to work with than Davis Mills, whose team is literally trying to get the number one pick every single year. And his wideouts consist of Brandon Cooks, and I don't know who else. And Brandon Cooks doesn't even want to be there either. Davis Mills. Last year, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. This year, 10 interceptions, 10 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Let's look up Trevor Lawrence. 26 and 18. 26 and 18. Okay. Uh, Pro football reference. Trevor Lawrence. 23 and 23. Mm -hmm. 3,600 yards last year from Trevor Lawrence. Davis Mills had 2,600 yards. Um, what starts I roughly the same completion percentage uh, this year. Davis Mills has 1600 passing yards. Lawrence has 2000 this year. Lawrence has 11 touchdowns and six interceptions. I uh, Lawrence has clearly been the better quarterback this year. That is leaping off the page. You can make the debate about last year because Lawrence was 12 and 17 touchdown interceptions. Uh, but this year, 11 to six definitely beats out 10 to eight with an extra 500 yards passing. Um, and then beats it out. Completion percentage is relatively the same. Career wins. Wait, the Trevor Texans Lawrence had a is... buy in there, though. The Texans had a buy, and then I'm pretty sure that uh, I would definitely. I think anyone can concur that Jags have a lot better prospects on that team. Christian this is Kirk, a complete, Ingram. Trevor. This is a completely blasphemous take. I, you know, how? Because Trevor Lawrence has. You want to talk about prospects? He has it. He just is developing. Davis Mills has no shot at being in this league in two years. No shot. You don't think he's just going to at least hang around as at least a game As manager? a starter. As a starter. Like, dude, a, he could be a back. I'll give you a backup. But. He's managing literally the worst offense like I've probably ever seen in my life. Yeah, and they're terrible. Only keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, and, Jag- like the Jaguars have been in close games with a bunch of good teams. Numbers, his numbers are still like respectable and it literally comparable to Trevor Lawrence. And it's like they're not comparable. They're not comparable. He's throwing how are more, they in, more interceptions and less touchdowns this year. And five hundred less, less touchdown. And two, yeah, the two more picks because oh, I don't know, this team is crap. This is and the Texans have had their buy. So you're factoring in five hundred yards, like 
Davis Mills, let's on average 250. So you cut that down. That is not that big of a gap. It's not this, this monumental. Is, this is the most Kendrick Perkins thing I've ever heard you say right here. You um, can is, say that, but like this that's is ridiculous. Other than just dude. like it's Trevor Lawrence. Like we just no, no. Numbers. Trevor Lawrence shows we better poise in the pocket. He takes care of the ball better this year. They really? both have Did poor you fumbles. You should check the fumbles lost too, because well, I'm pretty sure that. Okay, really you want to start Trevor making Lawrence exceptions? Let's go talk about the monsoon game. That's gonna spike his his fumble numbers when he's playing in the rain. Like. That's yeah. That's one game that he also gained yards. Like we can go back and forth all day, but at the end of the like, you're basically just banking on it's Trevor Lawrence. He's gonna be better when the reality is he's shown no reason of that. The reason they're not winning games and closing out is because of Trevor Lawrence. ATM's been fine. The run game's been fine. Davis Mills QBR uh, last year was thirty five and a half. This year's thirty two point eight. Uh, last year Lawrence was seventy one point. Uh, wrong wrong column. Sorry. Last year was 33.5. This year it's 50.9. Clear improvement. He, uh, I guess I can't use the sack number because the season's not over, so never mind. But um, it's worth discussion. I don't like just writing it's, it off. It's, and it's, being it's not like, worth discussion. It's, it's not. I, it's, yeah. what's, the, what's, the, what's the core question? Who's a better prospect at this point? Uh, not only a better prospect, just Davis Mills has been a better quarterback. That's been my take. I just, this year, like, Trevor Lawrence beats him in every single uh, over overall, like it, in terms Trevor of Trevor Lawrence I think beats him in team two, wins, QBR, touchdowns, interceptions, passing percentage, yards. I mean, what what, what are we look? What are we talking about here? By like by like a bit. It's sort of like a bit. And when you a again, bit, we're talking about 20 percent in QBR, twenty points in QBR. What, okay, QBR is that's an objective. Even look at that and Russell Wilson will look better. Flip the two guys in scenarios. The Jaguars probably going to win a win or two. Because if anything, at least they would just stick to the ground game just because of, like, prospect who this is. But I guarantee you, if Trevor Lawrence was on the Texans, that 12 and so – actually, I don't know. The Texans are pretty much the same as Jaguars last year. But, like, this year, Trevor Lawrence would be doing the same thing. And I'm saying Davis Mills has been, like, at least above average his entire career. Trevor Lawrence is starting to, like, come up. But, like, Stop letting, so far, no, Davis no, Mills has What you're has doing is you're more. letting expectations – define what average is here by saying that Davis yeah, is an above average quarterback you are I'm assuming you're referring to his lack thereof high expectations am I correct uh nor lack of anything around him like okay, so you're actually any- saying that in the NFL ranking 32 starting quarterbacks you would put I'll even give you would put Davis Mills in the top 16 yeah see but I wouldn't put Trevor Lawrence there either but you said that Davis Mills was an above-average quarterback. And we could say the same for, like, Trevor Lawrence in theory. No, no, like I'm asking like, about Davis. I'm, I'm I'm clarifying what you meant by saying that Davis Mills is an above-average quarterback. In terms of, like, what he can do. So like it's, relative to, it's relative to his Like, they're, again, they're, like they're from the same class. You want to talk about Trevor Lawrence being a disappointment or a bust at this point? I'm all for having that conversation. But to care, yeah. compare him to Davis Mills and say that Mills is – by and large, a better quarterback at this point is ridiculous. It goes against all all scouting perspective, all eye tests, all statistical tests. There's no measure in which you can point there other than their performance relative to their expectations. It's the same thing as the Geno Smith phenomenon. The eye, the eye test last year would definitely say otherwise. And everything last year would say otherwise. We got a couple more games that were better for Trevor Lawrence. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. 
I'm just saying Davis Mills is not that far off. Plain and simple. To, to just shut it down and be like, he's nowhere near. I will agree, like, so far, Trevor Lawrence, because he's 6'6", number one pick, like, is going to be the better guy. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. If the Jaguars stay on this path of can't win games and whatever, and they're same spot as the Texans, I'd ask questions. Like, the Jaguars, how long are they going to tank? How What more do they need to put around this dude? Texans, I feel like if they – yeah, you put in a superstar quarterback, I don't know, maybe they win more games. But, like, I think if you put a roster around Davis Mills, they might get something done. They try to put a roster on Trevor Lawrence this year, and it's hasn't oh even panned out gosh. with a Super Bowl really, winning coach. Are we really going there in year one of Doug Peterson when the roster around him has been Christian Kirk, who was a wide receiver it's, three it's in Arizona? Better. I'm not saying it's not better you than like the Christian Texans. Kirk this year. I'm not saying it's not better than the Texans. You likely start off. I do, yes, but I'm still far I'm better still than the saying Christian Kirk. You want to talk about wide receiver ones on a team? He's in the bottom seven. It is a bottom seven wide receiver, worst one. receiver receiving room in the league, barring Calvin Ridley. <sighs> we can't we can't talk about him yet, obviously. But say, bear, uh, like say what you want about Falcons. I, I, I could think probably. Get I think it's fair to say ETN and Pierce are a wash. At this moment, yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. I'm taking Brandon Cooks. Granted, he hasn't played that much this year, so I'll give him that. I'm taking Brandon Cooks every other year of their careers besides this besides this injury riddled year or whatever his personal issues are. That's fine. We're talking about every year. Like like he like that's what Davis Mills has been working with this year. He's literally like minimal time with Brandon Cooks and then whoever they got behind him. I mean, don't, could the Texans have a Super Bowl go a Super Bowl coach? You want to go down this in road? 2006? Oh, Doug okay. Peterson what's won a Super Bowl what's two or three years ago. What's it? What, what's the, are you really gonna don't do our viewers this disservice? You're I, smiling because you know what you're doing. Well, you want to you want to play that card. Both of their coaches are in their first year. That's what I'm trying to say to you. And Lovey Smith was good as a coach 2006. They just threw him in. He's probably going to get fired up this year. No Lovie one wanted Smith, that job. Lovey Smith was in the NFC Championship in 2010. He should have never been fired. I think all Bears years ago. I think, yeah, but he should have never been fired by the Bears. And then he couldn't even coach Illinois anymore. Like, uh, I, There's a number of NFL coaches who can't coach college football. And and vice versa, and you would agree with that. And that's that's a fair take. But to act like Lovey Smith is like Doug Peterson really shouldn't have been fired, bro. Got fired like the year after he won a Super Bowl. That's I'm not ridiculous. disagreeing that Doug, both of them shouldn't have been fired. Like Doug I'm Peterson, actually, I I hold him in high regards, like in terms of coaching, like ability. If you can get Nick Foles to go nuts in the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick. I'm going to hold you and I. I would agree. I'm simply making the point that both coaches are in their first year. That's a, yeah, that's a great objective take. I just think Doug Doug Peterson is far and away better. That's far and away better. Like, that's what I'm saying. The Jaguars overall are so much. There's, yeah, one more game. Yes. And I was saying there's, they're, Far much, but they have so much more, and it's like to only be a game of. You are severely grossing using this point that the, that the Jaguars have so much more, and I really I don't know what you're referring to. 
Oh, uh, the first couple weeks of our pod, we were like, dang, this team might be able to go somewhere. It's like seven, eight. I, I'm not disagreeing, like, but that was we thought there was something, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, they're getting point to a position, point finish. to a position where the Jaguars have so much more than the Texans. Position? I, we just ran through it. The receivers are way better, which is kind of the point of our whole quarterback debate. I don't know who the Texans tight end is. They got Evan Ingram, who's need for speed there. Yeah, the running backs cancel out. But the Texans' line, again, is crap. Trevor Lawrence has definitely been better protected this year. Everyone can say that. They got another – I think it's – I don't know the dude's name. It was a Lloyd, Devin Lloyd on the Jags. I think they got Josh Allen. Like, they actually have talent on the defensive side of the ball when the Texans, again, couldn't name it to you. The days of J.J. Watt and whoever are gone. Like, it's, like name me five, ten players in the Texans' roster. I'm good with names. And to be honest with you, it's I maybe at five or six. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's vast in the sense that, like, only a one-win difference is concerning. And, yes, Trevor Lawrence statistically this year has played a little bit better. But given the circumstances, I don't think it's far and away like, oh, he's so much better than Davis Mills. I think Davis Mills is behind him right now for sure. But, like, it's going to be a comparison, especially if the end of the year finishes the way it started. That's all I'm saying. All right. To be like, oh, this six four kid who's got some intangibles, a better overall prospect than Lawrence. Yeah, I could see why that's not really considerable. But so far, what we've seen, I mean, we see it with Fields. It, it, it can switch at any time. It was I a couple agree. weeks. I ago, definitely agree with that. You know, that was like Fields right now is the number one QB in that class, and that was literally from a couple weeks of performance. But you see, oh, this guy is going to be capable of leading. I just have yet to see that, Florence. I'm saying, well, hey, if Davis Mills can do a little bit with the Texans, if he can just bridge team for somebody, he's what Baker Mayfield kind of like wants to be, is just an efficient dude that can game manage and not lose games. Davis Mills doesn't do that. It's just Texans not having any of it. But we can move on. We've been yeah, talking about Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence. So all that, all that to say that the Jaguars season is dead then, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. So let's go <laughs> to the next segment. Jeez. All right. No dead or alive within there. Um, all right. We can pivot to uh, Fantasy Frenzy. Um, I'll recap last week's Fantasy Frenzy really quick for you. Um, I ended up winning 155 to 105. Um, biggest wow. margin of victory yet, I believe. But uh, I was propelled by Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Joshua Palmer at solid games, and you just kind of had weird duds. Uh, even I would admit, Kamara and Aaron Jones combining for 15 points. That's just weird. Um, and then uh, Jacobs only put up 11. Amon Ra had nine. Just just not good. Your leading scorer was Patty Mahomes. There's nothing. Your, yeah, your leading scorer, Patrick Mahomes, had 34, but then Hopkins was your next highest scorer at 13. So, just to, I mean, if you're going to pick a bad, uh, you know, I always say in fantasy, if my team's going to suck, I'd rather have them all suck the same week and just move on than lose by two. So, yeah, very true. Um, and what's nice is I get the first pick this week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Finally, lost, like, lost the head to head. So, yeah. right so, off the bat, I'm going to before you Before you do that, um, for those of you who are new, obviously, fantasy friends is a game we play. Players that were taken last week. Uh, cannot be taken this week. It is a season-wide contest. I am currently two and four. You are four and two in head-to-head matchups. After last week, I have taken the lead nine twelve to eight eighty-one. 
uh, in the grand total scoring. So having two less losses, wow. and ill scoring more is kind of weird. That's um, fantasy football, though, for you. Yeah, that is fantasy football. But then a quick rundown of the names that are not available. Obviously, this is available. You can see this on our Instagram as well. But no Rodgers, no Mahomes, no Henry, no Kamara, no Jones, no Sanders, Adams, Palmer, Kelsey, Olave, Tucker, and Buffalo defense. And no uh, Hopkins, St. Brown, Everett, Jacobs, Young Hoku, and no Cincinnati defense. With that being said, you do have the first pick. The floor is yours. Yeah, right away, uh, he's talked about how bad the Texans are. So Saquon Barkley is going to eat, come <laughs> off the bye. And, yeah, I'm just hoping he goes nuts because didn't have that, you know, whole thing going on last week. Hoping to change it up this week. All right. Need some my, boom. Let me pull up my No more here. busts. Yeah, no, no more busts. Let me pull up my notes here because I want to make sure I, I, you know, provide the statistics here. Um, mm. For who's for why I'm picking this person? So you picked uh, the Barkley. He's going against the 32nd ranked rush defense. Uh, I'm going to take your guy. He's going against uh, the Chargers this week. 31st yeah, ranked rushing defense. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. This is an obvious. I, I actually am surprised you didn't take him here. Nah, um, I like Saquon more. But I'm going to take him just to keep you from getting him. I think there's a lot of juicy <laughs> running back matchups this year, this week. So back to you. No doubt. No doubt. There's definitely some juicy running backs, but I do want to pivot to wide out here. Well, no, I don't want to pivot to wide out here. Given the guys, yeah, that I got on the board. I'd actually rather take Eckler off the board just due to the fact oh. that I think the 49ers are going to – that's – Tell like this game just seems to me that the Chargers are gonna be down, and I think it's just gonna be a lot of PPR points for Meckler to just be honest with you. You know, the dude has like 10 catches for 45 yards, that's that's enough. And if he scores, it's just the volume alone and uh, just game flow wise. Yeah, we'll lock out the running backs here. All right, solid pick. Uh, I am gonna pivot to receiver and I'm just gonna take the wide receiver one, he's available, and uh, I'm gonna grab your guy again. Play a little, play a little different style of strategy this week, but I'm going to take Tyree Kill. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Is it? Oh, did I lose you there? I might have lost him. But uh, go ahead. Are right, you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear you. Technical difficulties. Um. So, yeah, I will take my receiver one then here and go with Cooper Cup. I Thank mean, that's really all reliable. As bad as the Rams have been, Cooper Cup just hasn't. He still just finds a way to produce. Don't know how. Don't care. Um, we'll lock out Cooper Cup here. And uh, I'm going to take my on. I'm going to take my wide receiver two. Um, and I'm actually going to go off the script here from what I had written, but I'm looking at this. And I am going to double-check, make sure he wasn't taken last week. And he was not. Uh, I'm going to take Stephon Diggs. He's got a good matchup against the Minnesota defense. They're 27th ranked against the pass. And uh, it's a revenge game. So I think they're going to give him the ball. And it's prime time. Yeah, no, it is a very oh, no, it's a, it is a new, It's a noon game. Never mind. Why is it? This well, yeah, it should be. And honestly, though, the, the – Revenge game is a very interesting way to uh, bring that up because uh, 
I think this guy's going to have something to prove that trading away for the pick they used to get him in Justin Jefferson, he's got to prove why uh, Vikings made the correct decision here. So we will just continue with that philosophy and lock out receiver number two. Um, definitely a lot of star power this week, I would say. A lot more than last week, which is kind of how this thing goes. Yeah. It makes it very entertaining. You like to say it, though. You, you yeah, like to love say it. Uh, I'm going to make the switch here. So I'm a little um, – I had Jefferson. If you let him slide, I was definitely taking him in my flex spots um, and not thinking wow, twice yeah. Not thinking twice about it because Hill, Diggs, and Jefferson would have been Insane. an incredible lineup. Um, but I'm going to grab my RB2, give myself time to think about this because I really like this matchup better, and uh, I don't want you to get him for your flex spot before I grab mine. So I'm going to grab Travis Etienne. Um, he's been balling. Uh, he's clearly taking the step forward. No James Robinson. He's been over 20 points every week since. And uh, he's got a really solid matchup this week against Kansas City run defense. They're 27th ranked against the rush. So, hmm. Solid. Very solid. Makes my uh, brain spin a little bit because I'm really debating on flex or QB here. And I'm not really decided on my flex. So, Hopefully you can take one of the guys I have off the board and I'm just going to lock out my quarterback here and take Jalen Hurts. I really just love the idea of having hit. Like he's going to give me a good floor, plain and simple. I got burned last week a bit. Um, Just kind of going for these boom guys. And I feel like Eckler, Hurts, Saquon, like all those dudes should get 20 points realistically. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, even Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. Like, in theory, my team should be fine. But uh, we'll, we'll throw it to you. We say that every week. So Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just how it goes, man. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little hedge game here. You're gonna take Jalen Hurts off the board. Uh, I'm gonna put AJ Brown in my flex. Um, he's been yeah, he's fair. been rolling. They're playing the commanders for 25th against receivers. Um just playing a little hedge game. Little strategy game here. That's all. Kind of made made the flex decision a little bit easier. It was between AJ Brown and, and somebody else. So yeah, and uh, I kind of feel like that somebody else might have been Nick Chubb. That's, that's and, exactly uh, who it was. Yeah. So as you're going wide receiver heavy this week, I will be going running back heavy, and a, we'll uh, see which philosophy prevails. But uh. Yeah, you're on the clock. Yeah, that is a very solid pick. Now, I'm going to take a risk here at tight end. Okay. Weird week at tight end. Kelsey's not available. Andrews is, even if he plays, probably not worth the pick. Uh, Mm. Hasn't been great. However, there is a guy who just got traded to the Vikings. And he got nine targets in his first game with the Vikings. And they're going to be playing Buffalo. Which means they're either going to be down and throwing a lot, or being a shootout. I think that bodes well both ways for the game script um, for TJ Hawkinson. Because mm. I just don't see a scenario where the where the Vikings are running the ball a lot against Buffalo's front. So despite uh, Buffalo being top 10 against tight ends, I'm going to take TJ Hawkinson. Fair enough. Fair enough. Volume's there. Yeah. I'm going to have to just go, really, as my tight end is going down to this. Uh, 
I got to hope Brown doesn't get the targets and Dallas Goddard does plain and simple. I don't really hook up any. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even like any of the other tight ends this week. And if he's done, it is what it is. A lot of the tight ends have been, um, and see a couple weeks back, it took Mark Andrews. He got me three. So, yeah, not going to pull a whole lot of thought into this one. I'm just going to pair him up with this QB. So I'm going to do something very, very interesting. Uh, I don't like to do this, but I've got a good feeling. I'm going to grab my defense here. You got your quarterback, so I don't, I, I'll pick my quarterback last. You, know, you guys know I like to do that. Yeah. Um, the forecast tonight in Carolina is uh, not good. It's going to be a slot fest. It's going to be a lot of running the ball. It's going to be a slow mm. game script uh, or a fast game script in terms of game clock. And um, I don't think PJ Walker can handle it. And if all you got to do is stop the run, I know that Panthers got a decent rushing attack, but they, even if they do struggle, they're only going to score like 10 to 14 points. Yeah. Trouble ball is going to be bad. It's terrifying. Ball, ball's going to be wet bound to be turnovers. I'm going to take Atlanta's defense. And uh, just kind of take a risk based on the weather. But I feel confident. Plus, it's no. Thursday night, and Thursday night defenses trend well. Solid pick. Solid pick. Uh, defensively, that opens things up for me. Kind of, to be honest with you, I was thinking about Philly, given the matchup, and – uh you know, they're just a good defensive team. But I don't know how well that would really bold for uh, my picks. If they dominate <laughs> defensively, that means they're going to run the ball. So I'm basically contradicting myself if I take Philly's defense. So I'm just going to go with the Saints here. Yeah, um, the Saints kind of, down too. Yeah, they're stingy all year long. And uh, they don't play anything too crazy this week. So we'll just – insert them hopefully and get a nice base of points here shouldn't go negative um and yeah we'll uh move on to your next selection yeah so uh i'm i've had a new strategy this week i've been a little more aggressive with my picks taking star names taking guys that i usually let slide to you because of poor matchups but uh this one's just out of pettiness i'm gonna take graham gano um, for my kicker. Jeez, man. <laughs> That's not cool. Who's yeah. <laughs> my guy? But um, he is technically the best kicker, highest projected kicker uh, on ESPN this week. So there is a That's little bit shit. of statistical bias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's OP. Um, dang. Yeah, so that means I got to go with my backup kicker, which is Daniel Carlson. That's he's fine. Backup kicker. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's gonna, because again, the Raiders poorly coached. They're good enough to get into range, so it's a low, or not low floor, a high floor pick. And that's just kind of what I'm going to do in the back end of my draft here. Just secure some points. But uh, who's the quarterback going to be, man? That's where I'm really I'm curious and because I don't like the Raj. I mean the Raj pick didn't really matter for you last week. You still won. I got burned but, uh, picking Rodgers last week. It was a high risk, yeah. high reward play playing against the Detroit defense. Um, I'm actually going to do that again. I'm going to ride the wave. This guy has been the best fantasy quarterback in football the last four weeks or so. I'm going to take Justin Fields. 
rushing oh, ability. Okay. I thought you were gonna take Rogers again. No, no, like, what? Ride what way? But okay, riding no, the wave of uh, picking against the Lions' defense because I think that Fields is going to do better than Rogers because uh, he's been a better quarterback than him this year. So, yeah, I, fair I'm, enough. He's been the highest scoring quarterback in football, I think, since like week six or seven. So. Yeah, fantasy wise, yeah, he's been like QB one. Yeah, the value is there, especially with the rushing attack. I mean, he ran for 170 yards last week. So, uh, yeah, yeah, 42 bomb. And yeah, I mentioned the horror story of Justin Fields and Mixon combo last <laughs> week. But uh, no, that'll wrap up the uh, fantasy frenzy. Yeah, um, quick rundown of the. Quick run out of the teams. I got Fields, McCaffrey, ETN, Hill, Diggs, Hawkinson, Brown, Gano, and Atlanta. And you're running with Hurts, uh, Barkley, Eckler, Cup, Jefferson, Goddard, Chubb, Carlson, and New Orleans. Definitely a little more star-studded as I read that back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It should Love be, it, though. Uh, They'll yeah. be entertaining. That means nothing. As much as it's no. like, oh, we have stars. It, I it, haven't it, had – I have players on my team. I haven't had Tyree Kill all year. I haven't had Caffrey once. So, so yeah. It's a little interesting. I thought I saw last week. I thought my running backs were gonna I thought they were great. And here we are. I'm now <laughs> back under in terms of total score for the year. But yeah, that'll uh wrap up that segment. Um I think we can do a little better or worse, you know, run through it and then get our predictions out for uh yeah. We gotta watch this flop fest of a NFC South showdown. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm game. But yeah, we can. Um, I don't know if I'm you want to. I'll kick start. us off. I'll kick you off. Or... We're going to go better or worse yeah. than good old Jimmy G. Better or worse than Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I, he's Jimmy G. Jimmy Carabolo. Um Coming off the bye. Okay. So interesting, you know, interesting week with interesting perspective there, I guess. But uh, first name, and remind, this is right now, right now. So first name on the list, Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady's better. Right now, this year? Not even close. All right. You All see right. Jimmy, you see Jimmy G even getting close to 30 attempts a game? No. I'm just, I'm just going to go That's, into this, and this is how. I'm not I'm arguing this. I'm not arguing this. Like no, I no, 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 no. Yeah, I just want to get a disclaimer because I know there's going to be some names. It's like, well, they're losing teams, and they haven't had a good year. Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes, he is a great backup quarterback, the best backup and probably serviceable starter. But in terms of like you look at the 49ers offense, Kittle, CMC, Debo Samuel, Kyle Shannon is your play caller. And this dude is pedestrian every year. You can call it above average. No, he, he did a, a game manager. Did go he to gets Super some, Bowl. Yeah, he goes to Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But so does Trent Dilfer, we, Nick Foles. We can go down the line. Whoa, right? whoa, whoa. We don't need to be taking shots at Super Bowl MVP now, do we? Hey, all I'm saying is – You could have used Jared Goff, and I would have been fine with it. But Nick Foles – And Jared Goff. Hey, they, didn't, they didn't turn to him. They turned to Sam Ellinger this year to save their season. So, that's – and again, I love Nick Foles. He had some good years. But it's – that's just my fault. I'm pretty sure he's like put, 35 now. Stop, stop with the same. Well, Brady's 46. I mean, okay. at quarterback, it's well, I mean, some you know, Nick Foles is doing such a – he's trying so hard to just father Tom Brady that he's just aged quicker. So, um, <laughs> it's, you can't hold that against him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, but, yeah, 
We do not said. condone any full slander on this podcast ever. And I will. Fair enough. All, fair enough, fair enough. all right. No, no, no. That's fair. He's a good man. And quite frankly, that's just, but my, my bottom line is Tom Brady and 49ers would be broken. That team, honestly, I don't think they'd lose game. Yeah, that's, that's, that's extremely valid. So. Uh, better or worse than Jimmy Garoppolo? Kirk Cousins. Mm. Yeah, Kirk Cousins has basically just improved Jimmy G. I think <laughs> if Kirk Cousins was in prime time against Jimmy G, that's that's you toss a coin up in the air and get the same result. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to throw. Sh- no, I'm definitely trying to throw shade at Kirk Cousins because listen, it's it's uh, it like you did with the Spider Man meme. All right, you're not fooling me. Like, but Kirk Cousins, I'm. <laughs> No, Never I'm picturing I'm picturing the Spider-Man meme where it's Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo going like this and pointing, pointing at each at other. other. <laughs> like it's just it's, yeah, it's just noon Jimmy G pointing at primetime Kirk. Same thing. So yeah, Kirk, but probably closer than I know a lot of Vikings fans would like to hear. All right. How about Jimmy G better or worse than Jared Goff? Wow. See, now that's an interesting one. You, If you asked me this a couple weeks into the season, I would say Jared Goff. Yeah. But it's like, I don't think the Lions are like, yeah, they're a bad team defensively. We've shown like offensively they have the personnel to make things work. Not as good as the 49ers still. But that being said, I'm pretty sure efficiently Jimmy G has been better this year. Overall for his career, he's definitely, besides the one, you know, off not off season but like kind of outlier season for Jared Goff where he was like crazy good and went to the Super Bowl yeah 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 but then they got three points in the Super Bowl so like that's just what I'm saying it's like honestly it's kind of a toss-up um I'm gonna lean Jimmy G but like there's some days I'd take Jared Goff if the team if it's like seven on seven and there's like no pressure I'm taking Jared Goff I would but like okay. if it's team with like okay. pass rush whatever I'll go with Jimmy G all right, that's fair. Better or worse right now, Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Stafford? Wow, coming in with the heat. And it, just because he got a ring last year and, like, you have to – I like, I – You're playing can't. tomorrow. You're playing on them tomorrow. <sighs> I got you. I Stafford. got you right now. Stafford, but I don't love it. I, I don't like it. Because if Stafford was my quarterback tomorrow, I'd be concerned. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, their line is not anything close to what it was last year. I think that plays a factor. To say he doesn't have weapons is just slapping Cooper Cup in the face. Um, And, and yeah, it's just – it's tough. It it is really tough for me to just – yeah, Stafford's better, but man, he's he's not giving any positive things this year. Yeah, so just because he won the ring and he's got the arm talent, like as a player, he's better than Jimmy G. But so far this year, you could go both ways, depending who you ask. All right, a couple more, probably two more. Better or worse, Jimmy Garoppolo or PJ Walker? That's a little disrespectful. Ah, mean, he's that. providing a spark for him, man. You know, I think we'd have done it a week earlier. I think it would have been better, a better question. But it, 
might have been better, but again, I, I don't want to completely give into the recency bias. Um, I'm gonna just stick with Staff or not Stafford, Jimmy G. I'm gonna All stick right. with him. Don't Jimmy uh, G better or worse than Derek Carr? Hard to justify this year, but I mean, Derek Carr has been one of the more steady things in Oakland for years. I'm not going to take away from him that he's got a bozo for a head coach. Uh, you know, I think it's just a matter of time before he takes things into his own hands. Still going to go Derek Carr. Right. But again, like statistically, you're giving a lot of dudes that like you can make a case that Jimmy G is better, especially this year. One more. You've, you've thrown a lot of shade this guy's way over time. So <laughs> better or worse, Jimmy G or Kyler Murray? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Because as a player, it's Kyler Murray. Like, clearly, you look at the talent. But as a quarterback. But as a quarterback, yeah, this year, uh, I'm still giving Kyler the edge. because <laughs> their, their season hasn't completely crashed and burned, but the play is going down. That's all I'm going to say. Their season and is it's, dead. It's actually, yeah, I think the plane might be touching down right now <laughs> and, and not, not a safe landing. Um, but ultimately Kyler Murray just really due to talent alone, not really anything he's done this year and maybe even some hard knocks bias. Cause I just watched it last night, but <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Includes the exercise for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll run you through just real quick. I know on time it's getting a little dicey here. So we'll go with Najee Harris. Oh, gosh. Because um, he's as much as there's been a lot of shade at Jonathan Taylor being like fantasy bust. Uh, I would like to preface Najee this Harris. by saying that I am one of the people who drafted Najee Harris in the first round this year in one of my leagues. Yeah. So I am yeah. very um, up to date in my opinion of Nash Harris. Yeah, I, this might be entertaining then. So we'll fire it off right away. Najee Harris or Kenneth Walker? Kenneth Walker by a mile. Najee, All right, no, I just didn't know if you were going to give him. Not yeah, I get he's a rookie, but yeah, okay, we're going strictly off performance this year. Former Steelers running back, Najee Harris or James Conner? Oh, okay. Uh, when James Conner now in Arizona or when yes. he's in Pittsburgh? Okay. In yes. Arizona. Um, yeah. Like current, currently, like this season. They're both struggling this year. Yeah. Like, who would you um, rather have tomorrow? Probably James Conner. I think that, I think that Najee Harris, is just, he's just got extreme vision issues. Uh, oh. he, he just doesn't know. How to, I mean, oh. the bottom line, go, go watch the film. He's got vision issues and he doesn't know how to put his shoulder put his shoulder down and go get the first down. He's so he weighs all this weight and he's so strong and he doesn't know how to use it. Yeah, no, that's it. Huh? Interesting. Cause to be honest with you, I thought you were going to say Najee, but the more you say, like, you're not wrong <laughs> from no. what we've seen this year. Robert, you're, you're not wrong. And no, Najee uh, Harris this honest, year, you're going to be shocked. Like, I, I might not kind of, I was gonna say that kind of takes a lot of the names I had off the list. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, down it down a bit. Najee Harris or Naheem Hines? 
Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'll say Najee Harris for that one. <laughs> okay. um, it's just two completely how different. How low can we go? Yeah, how low can we go? Two completely different style running backs. But, uh, yeah, I think Hines might be more effective. <laughs> but there's a reason yeah, he's it's... not a bell cow back. So, um, Najee Harris. Okay. Najee Harris or A.J. Dillon? Okay, well, you did find somebody that I think has been worse this year than than Najee Harris. He did it twice. Mm. I'll go Najee mm. Harris. AJ Dillon has been abysmal this year. Um, he's been you put him in there in fourth and one, he, he's not getting he's not breaking a tackle, he's not running through anybody. He's supposed to be this really big bruiser. Um, and he's he, not only is he unlike Najee, he actually will put his shoulder down and then he'll just get stopped. I think there's a greater chance of Najee like miraculously making somebody miss on fourth and one and getting there than AJ Dillon running through anybody at this point. So, jeez, yeah, that's a very fair take. Um, I got two more. I got two more because yeah, a lot of these games came right off the list. Uh, <laughs> How low can you go, <laughs> these man? Are funny, I, these, these are funny to be able to. Yeah, Najee Harris or Melvin Gordon. Oh. Gosh, Najee. I, yeah, I mean, you start raising this, it, at least at least Najee doesn't fumble three times, three times in like the first four weeks or whatever it was. Um, look, Melvin Gordon yeah. can't even start over Latavius Murray at this point, and they're trading for Chase Edmonds to try and solve their running back issues. They are out right. on uh, Melvin Gordon, and while Pittsburgh may be ready to move on to Jalen Warren, I've seen those seen those high, seen those headlines. Uh, they still are not out on uh, Najee Harris being their guy. So, yeah, Najee Harris, you can go a little higher. <laughs> okay. Final, uh, better or worse. <laughs> this is funny just to say. I honestly couldn't really tell you at this point. Um, Najee Harris or Trent Richardson in his second year? Very similar oh, oh examples because Trent, Trent Richardson, Richardson, his rookie year looked all right too. He was a the Trent fan. Richardson examples. And honestly, um, when you brought up the vision issues, not being able to use their weight immediately, I'm like, oh. That's where I've seen that movie before this year. It's <laughs> Richardson. I've seen that yeah, one. You're not the first person I've heard that from. I'll give the nod to Najee right now. And I don't, <laughs> I'll fully admit that it's recency bias because we've seen the end of the movie with Trent Richardson and we haven't with Najee. But uh, yeah, he's still got a I've, I've seen the movie before. It's feeling, it's feeling a lot like the first one. You know, it's, the sequel no is, living, is living up to the hype so far. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, no, we'll that's very interesting. Or should I say not living up to the hype so far? But um that's for sure. That's that's yeah, that's uh, there may be a little bitterness in there because I you know he's put well, me in a bad position towards the bottom of this this said league because I realize my first rounder. Really... Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Like again, there's the actual bias of like yeah, like this is my first round and it sucks. But then there's also the like when you're watching this guy, he doesn't utilize his best abilities and steals objectively, just can't run the ball his team this year. Like the yeah. going to Warren after year two, it, it doesn't shock me. 
Yeah. Just the way things have panned out. Well, he just doesn't run like, like a Steelers it. running back either. I've always been bruisers. You talk about Bell, but Bell knew how to put his shoulder down. You don't go back to Bettis. No, he did Parker, actually. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Um, he just doesn't fit the culture, and he needs to learn how to. I mean, I don't know if they need an off-season clinic with Jerome Bettis or something, but dude, <laughs> Derrick Henry works too. Yeah, but yeah, let's pivot to uh, week ten, week ten picks, huh? So, yeah, this is gonna be exciting. This is gonna be exciting. Some good ones here. We'll do a quick recap of week nine though before we jump in. Um, I finished nine and four. You finished ten and three. So that's ah. uh, you got the Ravens on the. Um, what am how I many Monday night? Monday yeah, night. Monday night. But how many behind yeah. you am I now? You are now two games back. Uh, I am seventy-five and two sixty-one, and you are seventy-three and sixty-three. So. Comparative to where we both started, uh, we have come a long ways. Um, yeah, I'll say we're definitely way above five hundred at this point. Yes, we are. We are. You get all these picks wrong. And we both be, did on Tuesday. We both did select the Falcons to win tonight. So let that be. All right. No, but uh, London yeah. matchup. I'm very interested to see where you go here because I, I'm just, I'm just curious. Seattle. I think it's gonna be opposite of you. I think it's gonna be opposite of you. I, I, I'm I feel really like hoping you do. Good. I like Tampa here. I like the, you know, Seattle is in an unfamiliar environment and so are the Buccaneers. But Tom Brady, I feel like, is the one that's going to adjust to adversity a lot better than Geno Smith. That's a fair Objectively, take. yeah. The goat, the you goat take say, is like, so fair. But, uh, it's, such a, it's such a, like, uh, all reliable statement. I'm picking you know, Seattle so. based solely off alone of what I've seen this year. Yeah. And um, and a better team, I, I would say. The Buccaneers are probably underdogs, but I like the idea of Brady kind of turning things around. Like it's just only a, I feel like a matter of time with that division. Um, if they uh, get a win in, against Seattle, that'd be good. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's a fair argument. Um, Lions in Chicago. Yeah, I think this is where the Bears finally get it done. It's really like, a, which team do you trust more? And considering I don't trust many of them, well, either of them very much, I'm going with the Bears just because the Lions don't know how to win. Um, maybe if it was in Detroit. The, I mean, they didn't know how to beat the Packers. So in Detroit against Chicago, that might have changed things, but I think this is a really good win for the Bears. Gets their fans pumped up. Fields has another good day, which won't bode well for me in fantasy frenzy. But who are you taking? I'm tempted uh, to go Lions, but I, I'm going to play it safe and go Bears here. Uh, yeah. I think I agree. Oh, so they're always tempting. Well, and look, I, I got you know, the win on them like, last week over the Packers. Yeah, like <laughs> they, they can get you on the Reds. I hear you. Um, I do. And the Packers did beat the Bears. So if we're going scores, you know, Lions would be the pick here. But, uh, yeah, I just don't see the Lions going into Chicago and winning. Um, that's my number one concern. They're just not—they're uh, not an elements team from what I've from what I've just—it just don't feel like it. I don't know. I don't really have any no, statistical yeah. evidence they're to back that team. up at all. But um, oh yeah, it's, they're playing a dome, Ford Field. But I wouldn't be shocked either because the other side of me goes, "Oh, the Lions are coming off a big win against the Packers. It's probably the biggest win in Dan Campbell's era." And um, they could just roll right into Chicago, and uh, I don't know if I trust Chicago's defense if that Lions offense returns to the form it has been. So 
I'm actually going to, before yeah. we move on, I, I'm, I'm going to go check DeAndre Swift's um, health <laughs> because I, I just want to make mm. sure I'm making that, that, that could change my mind. So I, my apologies. I should have done this prior, but um, all right, is this is questionable. Practice limited today. All right. I'll, I'll stick with the bears. I'll stick with the bears. But uh, next yeah. up we got the uh, Browns going into Miami. Miami. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think the Browns are very inspiring. And yeah, Dolphins kind of look like this year's Bengals. I'm gonna keep saying it till you know my mouth falls off. But yeah, Tyree kills to like o- close to 200 yards every week. So I have to agree. I'm taking the Dolphins. I just don't. The Browns are like you said, uninspiring offensively and defensively. But uh, how about Denver into Tennessee? I'll go first on this one. I'm taking Tennessee. I don't see them. I, they got a good defense, but I just, I just, I don't see the Daniel oh. Hackett out coaching Mike Rabel on any day. No, never. And uh, yeah, I'm tired of taking the Broncos. I'm not. I'm sorry. This is that that train ends right here. We're going with the Titans. Going with my division winner pick. All right, Should be here's my uh, here's my game of the week. Vikings in Buffalo. I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to take the Vikings. That's, you know, man, I, I'm a little salty that I have to take the Bills now because I, I kind of like that pick. You like that? It's, they just lost to the Jets. I mean. Yeah, and they didn't look that great against the Packers who just lost to Detroit. Like, the Bills have been kind of. You know what, too? Falling and Allen, off. And Allen is hurt, too. That's what Yeah, I don't see how much that affects him. I believe he's still going to play, but. Um, yeah, that does turn out to be a problem. Then this pick gets a lot easier. Um, I, I don't like that Minnesota has to go into Buffalo, especially considering they're a dome team. But Kirk Cousins at noon is way better than I mean, it's, it's comparable to even Tom Brady at points. So, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> we'll take Kirk Cousins at noon. Um, but uh, are you really taking tempted. the Bills? I'm You're... really tempted. I'm undecided. Josh Allen's injury is messing with my head right now. Yeah, um, and this could the... look really stupid. This could be like a Bills roll, and it's like, well, why would I pick a team? No, it's not a... stupid to pick a 7-1 team to beat the, the Bills. Um, <laughs> especially with Josh Allen being injured. and You know what? For, yeah. for, for variety's sake, I, I'm just going to move on. I'm going to take Buffalo. Um, I'm just going to take the risk. I, I actually think I like Minnesota better here. I actually do, but I'm going to go against my guy. Interesting. Interesting. And, um, play. I, this is, this is, this might be all the 50 50 games. We usually refer to them as bad teams or mediocre teams. Like, I don't know. No, this is like two good teams with the one really good team's quarterback being dinged up. It's like, man, I, right. have, I have no idea. No idea. And when that happens, I'm talking myself into this as I go, but uh, when that happens, I like to go with the home team. So. Fair enough. Fair we got enough. a dome team going into Buffalo in mid-November. Don't love it. Yeah, I really don't love it. So, but. Texans in uh, against the in the Meadowlands against the Giants. Not the Meadowlands, but uh, yeah. No, no, it, you, you might be. Uh, it, it's in if it's in New York. No, be. it's in New York. Um, Isn't the Meadowlands what they call the? I guess they play in the same stadium. Yeah, Jets and Giants, but. I'm going to take the Giants. Uh, I feel like they might be on upset watch. Just, dude, I still think they're overperforming a bit this year. And 
Yeah, I'm not picking the Texans uh, to be that close. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. It's like even if they're due for a loss, it's just not going to be the Texans. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, have to agree. Uh, another, I'm assuming this is easy for you, but uh, Jaguars against Kansas City in Arrowhead. Yeah, we can keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have loved to back up all the Trevor Lawrence hype um, with a with a solid pick. But you can't do it. You week. can't. But, especially when KC. they're going into Kansas City. There, there's just no way. No. How about New Orleans and Pittsburgh? This is a little more interesting. It is interesting. And... For as many games the Saints have lost, I think they're going to lose again. Really? I know this team is due for a win, but I think Tomlin's going to outcoach her. I think just Pickett should just by nature get better as the season goes on. I mean, this team's kind of hit their low, and I think the Saints still might lose. They, they just... I'm starting to fall off more and more with the Saints. Like you can only. I think that's, back that's valid. This is. I, so I might be a little bit behind you on that. I think that this will be the deciding week for me. If they go out and look bad and lose this game, I'll write them off. Right. Um, but I'm picking the Saints. It's a safe play. They're the favorite, I would assume. But uh, I do. Yeah, I do hope. see. I do see the Tomlin vision here. I do. Yeah, I do. and they beat the Buccaneers. So like, I feel like if. A Texans win, like, is would be surprising, but it's unlikely to happen. Like, yeah. a Steelers win is surprising, and it has shown to happen this year. So, so, all right. So, I'm assuming I know who you're picking here. Um, so, I'll let you go first before I defend my case yet again, as I did on Tuesday. But uh, Colts going into Vegas. Jeff Saturday with I don't know who at offensive coordinator. That's my case. If you can give me a better one of why they'll beat the Raiders, I'll hear that. <laughs> but I'm taking Vegas. I'm just going to say if there's anybody who could find a way to lose to Jeff Saturday, it's Josh McDaniel. It's Josh McDaniel. Which, <laughs> and you know what? That's a fair argument. We're really just pinpointing each other's coaches. Fair enough. And fair I will enough. say this. As I said on Tuesday, uh, interim head coaches have like a ridiculously good record for – their first game um and it make really never makes any sense because it'll be like a terrible team that just randomly shows up yeah, and doesn't make sense um wins games but i think that the, the here's what i think will happen um jeff saturday being an offensive lineman if i had to guess the only other offensive lineman coach that i can think head coach that i can think of off the top of my head is mike Vrabel. and what do the titans do and live off of all these all these years pounding the football with their star running back. I think that if they stop the cute stuff, stop trying to force Sam Ellinger to throw the ball 30 times, Matt Ryan 50 times, and they just say, guys, we're going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor 40 times today. We're going to either lose by seven because they will only have time to score seven times, seven points, or we're going to win. And I just see Jeff Saturday getting those guys fired up and, and to pound the ball, to pound the rock. He's no lineman. And um, okay. That and the Josh no, McDaniels. No, fair you know, take. I see the vision for a Jonathan Taylor explosion, and that's why I'm starting him this week. But um, we can move on now. Um, yes, I'm taking the Colts with <laughs> – this is 
new levels <laughs> to this, man. It's, you know, you nope, make a pick, you. you make don't it. It's crazy you. what can happen in 10 weeks. It, it, it really is. So I sat here 10 weeks ago and picked this team to uh, go to the Super Bowl. So that's crazy. And now they don't they have, have their coach. Packers to win it. Yeah. Well, at least that was <laughs> normal, but at least they have their coach. Uh, and they're starting the same starting quarterback they did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Cardinals oh boy. going against into LA and playing the Rams. Cardinals. Interesting. Hard knocks bias. Not really a whole much to it. Uh, I mean, they got Hopkins back. They should be better. They looked all right in the beginning of that Seattle game last week. So I'm pretty yeah, sure Rams, they're just they're the Rams are like the Browns of the like NFC. Like just uninspiring, and they don't get like a Deshaun Watson back. Like that's kind of my problem. So I'm pretty yeah, sure I just that don't like McVay is like ten and one against Kingsbury in his career. And um, holy cow! If there's anybody who could find a way to lose to this Rams team right now, besides Josh McDaniel. Uh, it's Cliff Kingsbury. Totally Cliff. Uh, I like the Cardinals on paper better here. I think they're a better team. But I'm going to go on a limb and just look at history, and I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah, partially to be different. Solid take, but but yeah, ten and one. So whatever it is, it's ridiculous. Uh, I think I know who you're picking here, but uh, Cowboys in Green Bay. Wow, does he finally? Yeah, I mean. No, it was his thing. I'm not going to do it, but you're going to be like, why am I taking Well, I'm Packers picking – you know what there I mean. is, There's no logical reason. That's just – I'm just taking loyalty, man. because. Loyalty. That's it. I can't give you a good reason why there's on, There's two sides to a yeah, coin. There's they should loyalty lose. and pettiness. And uh, you may flip to loyalty. I, yeah. I flip to pettiness. And I'm a man of my word. I'm taking the Cowboys. I see. Picking against the Packers. No, it's fair. Next I'm hoping to go 13 and one this week. I I, I know I'm not going to go undefeated with my picks. Just do the Packers, but yeah, I'll hope, I love we'll strive for 13. I love that Sunday night football. Chargers <sighs> in San Francisco. This one's interesting. I'm excited. This is a good Sunday night football game. I'm not going to lie, we haven't had a good one in a while. And, uh, yeah, I could go first. It'll be entertaining, but I think the 49ers roll. Yeah, that's what I was. Sorry, but, you know. no, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I, I it would have changed my pick either way. Um, yeah, you know, I, I defense wins championships. Brandon Staley's Chargers. Way. Brandon Staley sucks. Uh, Chargers still don't have Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. So, um, ooh, they might yeah. get Keenan. They might get Keenan Allen, but I don't think they will. So, either way, yeah. first game back against the Niners. Defense yeah, wins championships too, and uh, Niners have a better defense. So, that takes us to Monday Night Football. We got no the Commies in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, they get to ten and zero. That's the question. Not a whole lot to say here. Yeah, okay. I figured. I think so. I, you know, it's you could make the case because it's a division game that you like there's what, an upset man? that's probable, but like it's a prime time. I just you know don't what? love it. You know what, man? I'm seeing the. Is it Heineke again this week? Oh yeah, it's Heineke. It's Heineke. Let me let me check Wentz's health here. I just want to. Double they've been check. getting. They've been on the brink. They've been oh, on the brink. Right. And even if Wentz is healthy, it's a you know Wentz revenge game if he did play. No, okay, I, I wouldn't take That's that. The no, the only reason I'm considering is Heineke, and because uh, yeah, Heineke, yeah, division. 
But the pick against the nine and oh Eagles, eight and oh, nine and oh. I don't know where if they had their buy or not. Yeah, nine and oh, I believe. I gave away by that'd be dumb. Um, I'm gonna take the Eagles. Let it be noted that I, I, I am tempted to take Heineke, but the Eagles are just too good at winning in a variety of ways, right? They can air, they can throw it out when they need to. They can run the ball and they play good defense. So they can come from behind. They can lead the whole way. And um, while there is an element to the Eagles that concerns me in terms of you start to get this far without losing, you start to get that media hook, oh, and can they get to seventeen? You know, can they do it? Can they, you know? You start to get that, and, and then you know. I don't think they're going to go 17 and 0. There's a loss of coming and I want to be there to pick it right because then I can say I won this. But um <laughs> yeah. Man, let me let me I'm going to do just a quick cuz I might I'm still tempted to do this. Eagles schedule and we can close on this. They got Tommies, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Um, what was the score of the Commanders game the first time we played? I don't know if it was very close. It was twenty-four to eight. Yeah, that was with. And I think it was twenty-four. Oh, and then it got to eight in garbage time. That's why it's like that was with Carson. And isn't this one in Philly too? It is in Philly. Yeah, yeah I'm taking the Eagles. We're, I'm done. We're moving on. We're closing the podcast. Yeah, we're going yeah. to watch Thursday night football. Yeah. I like the idea of picking their loss. I just think it's going to come later. I, no, think, I think it's going to be the like college. It's, it's going to be. Well, I'm tempted. The division is what incentivizes me here, right? Because it's like I'm tempted. Right. Like, but you got gonna two be Giants, one Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Eagles it is. That closes up shop um, on this podcast. As always, thanks again for listening, guys. Make sure to check us out on TikTok. Check us out on Instagram. Um YouTube, we're always pushing out more content. And uh, yeah, any closing closing thoughts, Chen? All socials, yeah. Yeah. And not too many closing thoughts. Hopefully this isn't a stinker for Thursday night. Um, and yeah, we'll be back at it Sunday with the recap of the week. Um, obviously, Tuesdays for you NBA fans out there. We're just fans of sports, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep things rolling, keep pushing out content and bringing new ideas like Dead and Alive, uh, who we play for. Any suggestions for segments we will take as well. But obviously, make sure to drop in the comments suggestions, whatnot, for the segments we currently have. Because we love doing names and we love interacting with you guys. So, yeah, well that's all I got to say. And, well uh, that yeah. being said, uh, we'll catch you guys on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, good one. Signing off.